I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome back to the We Got The Chocolates podcast. What the frick is that? Don't they do dad jokes? Wait, there's a podcast? Yeah, there's a podcast, you numpty. It's the sports chat and debates for you and your mates. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. I think it's actually worth more than that, but uh, <laughs> about, I think he's just pulled that out of his ass. But uh, <laughs> Ed Sheeran, test positive for COVID-19. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Ed Sheeran and all my, the other 8 twin. billion people on the planet. Thanks, <laughs> 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 guys. Yeah. I needed to know that. At least you could write a song about yeah. it. Dan Andrews is who is the Victorian Premier. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Premier. Uh, otherwise, Michael yeah. Premer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We didn't even have to do scissors and paper rock. We oh, just right. looked in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell is Mitch Drennan batting for? <laughs> Scouts, hello and welcome to We Got The Chocolates, episode 106. I'm Lee. I'm Sam. I'm Mitch. And I'm Andrew. And it's great to have you back with us for another week where we can bring the locker room to your lounge room. I hope you're ready for some very unprofessional opinions on very tenuously linked sporting content and general chat. Beautiful. Boys, I've got a story. <laughs> that's, that's your cue. That is my when cue. I finish start. my sentence, you start. Well, that's good. We, we had a bit of a muck around there, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I've got a little bit of a story to kick us off, boys. I, I, went to, uh, I went to Bunnings a couple of Saturdays ago. I took my little fella Dom up to Bunnings and a couple of sort of things... Really shit me off, which I'm. Uh, I can't wait to get your opinion. I'd like you to get angry this early in the episode. Yeah, I know. And look, it was early on a Saturday morning, so there wasn't too many people. There. But anyway, so I took Dom up to Bunnings. We had to get a few things to do around the house. So he, he likes doing a bit of planning and all that type of stuff. So we got some plants, got some stuff. I need to fix some stuff around the house. The f- the first thing I want to bring to your attention: what's with people bringing their dogs to Bunnings? Have you guys noticed that the last? No, you guys probably haven't even been. I've to never Bunnings. been to Bunnings. Yeah. I've, no, been I've been there a couple of times. I've seen a dog. Well, yeah. but like, unless it's like a service dog, like there's no need to bring your fucking chihuahua <laughs> to like Bunnings to like come and like grab like a piece of wood. No. no. Yeah. Anyway. It, I assume you don't mean a customer service dog. No, it's no, oh. not a customer service <laughs> Yeah. No, definitely not. So that honestly, I spent most of my time tripping over dog chains while I was there. So that was good fun. Right. Anyway, got the, got the uh, trolley full. Dom had had a gut full by then. So I put him in the trolley as well. So it was getting pretty heavy by the end. Got to the car park and... There's barely anyone there, so I sort of wheeled the trolley next to my car to sort of rest up there, open the back, open the door, try and get him in. And, like, a lady sort of, like, pulled up next to me, like, okay, strange, and she like, puts the indicator on, and saying, like, odd, and then she starts beeping. And so, like, and then she starts pointing to the car park next to me. I was like, honestly, there's 486 <laughs> car parks. You're going to the one where, like, oh, I've got a child. 
All right, the door opened, the other door opened. I'm like loading up like soil into the back of the car. So I looked at him and was like, is there something wrong with you? <laughs> was it like the closest car park There's to the, the entrance or something? No, it or? wasn't. Like honestly, that, there was like, from here to like yeah. Wellington Point away where she could have parked, but she decided to park right next to me while I was trying to load up 400 fucking things into the car. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So I walked right at 8.30 on Saturday morning. I was filthy at the world already. So. Yeah, right. Perfect. Yeah, I think do have a lot of space to work with. That's, it's not yeah, small. That's, it's the, a big car. Honestly, yeah. there would have been 600 car parked and she parked <laughs> the one next to my left foot. Fantastic. Yeah, it was good. good. I've had, one of my only car accidents has been in a car park. I'd crash into a stationary car mm. because they opened the door as I <laughs> came in. It was a similar scenario. Yeah. I, I don't know why I did it. There were so many car parks yeah. I tried to park. I'll park, ne- I'll park right this next person to in. Guy. Actually, I've done that too. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. would do that too. It's a bit of a guide, yeah. isn't it? You, you know when to turn because the cars there is a bit of a guide well, for I've you. always felt like I'm doing the right thing by the rest of the world to like come into the car park and park to the like next available car park because then it's not deceiving for the next yeah. person that it, comes in after It me. couldn't be any more annoying when you've got kids when someone's trying to park in the car next year. Like, there's nothing more annoying. I honestly, I, I actually say fuck as they <laughs> yes. come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, that's yeah, my story. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Good you. story. And we, I think we've solved quite a few issues in the world there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for starting this off, Gerd. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to, to read out a review, actually. Yeah, we've, well, we've been asking for them for weeks. Well, we've, we have. Don't forget to give us a rating and review as well. So, Skin, we've got one, though. Yeah. That's exciting. We have, yeah. we finally got a few coming in. Coming in thick and fast, actually. So, uh, this one's from Billy on the Kicker. Billy on the Kicker? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I've said that right. Good. Billy on the Kicker. You can't have spaces There's, in your review names, I don't think. Right, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that was confusing me. Uh, anyways, he said, said referring to our podcast, obviously, not dust. Great. Thank you, Billy. Uh, <laughs> that's good news. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the review. He says, not dust, except for the We Got the Chocolates segment jingle. Which who is got ab- the ch- who got the chocolates? Who, who got the chocolates? Sorry. Who got the chocolates segment jingle? That's absolutely dust. The Baja men need to take a long, hard look at themselves. Yeah, um, I would agree. And I think it's a Baja men issue rather than our issue. You reckon? I would say. Okay. I would say... I would say it's mainly your issue. Yeah, I would say it's mainly ours, yeah. that's How has that flown under the radar so yeah, much? That, I've never really noticed. I noticed all the other jingles, and then I've just listened back to that one, and that's comfortably the worst. Even by my standards, it's horrific. Yeah, it like, really I is. actually dislike it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> the worst thing is we have to use it again this episode. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll have it fixed for next week, I suppose. Yeah. No, we won't. No. Oh, we'll do our best, though. We'll try. <laughs> Well, uh, I've got a joke for you guys actually today. This will be good. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Great one. So recently I watched one of those shows about pets who can do amazing tricks. And it uh, reminded me as a kid, I had a goldfish that could break dance on the carpet, but only for a short time and, and only once though. That's real animal lovers here, mate. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Gody, Gody actually placed a bet on that particular. <laughs> <laughs> and it lost. <laughs> Hold on, Has. Hold on. Now, if you're all over your Instagram and pop culture in general, you would be familiar with the inspired unemployed, I think. Am I right in saying, guys? Definitely. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Okay, perfect. Often, well, probably Australian, I think they're from Sydney, but just for a bit of context, if you're overseas, you're not sure who they are. Australian boys, they used to be tradies. They've now turned themselves into basically just a massive social media presence through Mm -hmm. sort of ridiculous dance videos and skits and massive TikTok following and Instagram following. Anyway, uh, they entertained the masses a few weeks ago when they were in hotel quarantine 
on the Gold Coast, as it turns out. Uh, they stay there for 14 days, and obviously I'm not much quarantined, but I feel like it wouldn't be that entertaining. And the way that they managed to keep themselves entertained was that there was a storyline that was created for them called Hammock Man, uh, that they weren't really sure how it had all come about or who had sent them the stuff, but someone sent them a hammock mm-hmm. and some beers and said, this is on us, have a good afternoon. They set up the hammock, they started going, and the storyline continued where Hammock Man... Uh, as he was known, just continued to speak to them on walkie-talkies and give them date instructions and things like that and just built and built. You've all seen it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah uh-huh. it, was, it was incredible to, to watch blow by blow. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, Dean and Tegan uh, are part of the Brains Trust behind the creation of the Hammock Man character. They ended up being from a company called Nike, which specialises in hammocks, uh, and uh, we thought that it might be great to speak to them on the podcast just to get, I guess, the story from their side of the fence, I reckon, because they weren't actually the face that everyone saw, but they're certainly co-founders of the company uh, that was involved in this sort of in this storyline. Uh, and so Mitch and I were fortunate enough to catch up with them and have a chat earlier in the evening, and this is how that went. Dean... Tegan, we wanted to speak to you guys because the actual Hammock Man has got a lot of attention since the whole story gained traction on the uh, inspired, unemployed Instagram stories. But you, know, you guys have probably been sort of invisible throughout the whole process, I think. But I do not think that I'm pumping your tyres up too much to say that you're, integ- you're an integral part of sort of the brain's trust behind what became such a phenomenon in, uh, in sort of the shape of Hammock Man. So... Yeah, it's great to have you on. It's great to have you here. We were just Thank hoping, you guys. <laughs> we were hoping that you'd be able to almost talk us through your role in this whole thing and how the whole story played out from your point of view. Yeah, amazing. Thank you guys for having us on. Pleasure. So awesome. I think I'll give Dean the credit for how it all started, to be yeah. honest. It's obviously, yeah. fans of the Inspired Unemployed. Obviously, that's, and so that Dean's obviously yeah. always on his phone doing work so he says <laughs> anyway i came home from work and he's like oh my gosh guess what i've found out where the inspired unemployed are doing their quarantine and i was like how'd you work that out yeah. they got this cake delivered from spotify and for probably like half a millisecond you could see if you zoomed right in on pause the room number oh that's brilliant and Bang. then the like, next, like on their on their story on their on story their, yeah. wow and then the next shot was like a shot out their window and dean's like I'm going to find that intersection. Oh my on. <laughs> and this he, became the famous intersection where there was a cinema and a yep. hammock and a man in his budgie smugglers, and, which wasn't you, was it, Dean? No. It was the better looking brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask how you chose who would, who would take that role on. Yeah, we didn't even have to do scissors, paper, rock. We oh, just right. looked in the mirror. <laughs> Good. Very easy discussion to have. Okay, so you've you've genuinely gone full stalker mode, CIA agent type of tracking 100%. down. 100%. Yep. So there was a cake yep. and yep. They, uh, on the story, all they did was flip the lid. So it was literally like half a second. And I don't know, I must have like touched the screen and I was like, oh my goodness, there's their room number. <laughs> and then while Tegan was at work, probably 45 minutes, I thought, oh, I think it looks similar to Broadie. So I went over Broadie and I was on Google Maps, scrolling up and down. Couldn't find the intersection. So I thought, shit, I'll try Sydney. Because the boys are from Wollongong. So he's like, oh, they must be in Sydney, of course. So I tried Sydney, couldn't find it, tried Melbourne, went back to Broadie and then continued scrolling and managed to find surfers. And 
I just yeah lost it. I was like, "You beauty!" I called my brother. I was like, "You beauty!" Game you know on. Part is when Jay jumped on the Instagram and had a look. He's like, "Oh, I know that intersection." He's like, "That's its surface." Oh, oh right, okay. And so but at that stage, are you thinking like, do you have any idea what you're going to do, or you just so thought- what they did? They put up a story before that that said someone come and entertain us. Oh, and okay. as I said, so we absolutely light for you. Yeah, we and we like, absolutely love the guys. Like. You know, and every time they post a story or video, can't get enough of it, like absolutely in stitches. So we thought, how do we try and give back a little bit, help them out? We're like, we genuinely thought, you know, these guys are stuck 14 days in quarantine. They're going to be bored out of their brain. Like, how can we make them have fun? Yeah. And so the first thing we're like, oh, we'll send them up a hammock or send send them a hammock stand. We'll send them some beers. And then we got um, Hawaiian shirts and lays just to try and sort of make it a bit fun. Not really even knowing if they would even get the parcel or open the parcel. And my brother lives probably, I don't know, 10 minutes down the road. So I called him and I said to him, hey, like the next morning I said, go down, grab some beers. So he went down. Dean's thinking, everyone's going to get on this. Like everyone's going to stalk like I have. I seen the the room number. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But no one's just got the stalking skills of Dean. Obviously, (laughs) he's a guru at it. (laughs) And then it was literally a bit of a waiting game. So we were sitting there, I was refreshing my phone. Where were were you? Were you out there? No, I was literally just at home in the study. So you're just behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yep. And then that was a Thursday afternoon and next second it goes up on line and the boys are like you beauty they're like literally fist pumping jumping around the room it was actually hilarious the so the initial and, um, first few videos they walked in with a, a box that was you know half a meter by you know, i don't know yeah. 30 centimeters and they were going what the hell is this <laughs> yeah and, and then, yeah they're like what are we going to do with a hammock and then the next shot is literally he's sitting in the hammock right. by the window with his beers and his lay on. And we'd sort of written them a love note as well. Yeah, obviously. Um, okay. <laughs> we didn't want to sort of say we were obviously a brand because, you know, where's the fun in that? We sort of wanted to have a bit of fun. So um, yeah. it was sort of like, who sent this? And they put a post up and someone wrote underneath petition to find the hammock man. And it got like 200 likes and everyone's like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? And that's when we're like, we got to try jump on this. Like right, that okay. night, late night shopping. We were literally running everywhere. Jay's at the Gold Coast. We're here in Brisbane. We're on the phone. Like we need this. We need that. Where are we going to get a walkie talkie? Like it was just like That's all systems right, go. Because okay. yeah, I've only, like I, I don't follow them that closely to be honest, but I've since gone back and watched all the highlights and it seems so like, Perfectly planned, like everything. I imagine you'd been preparing it for months and months, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you just throw yeah, it together in the last two or three hours yeah, to okay, really right. get the uh, base plot line. Sort or of. Or reckon they posted it at maybe three thirty-four in the afternoon, yeah. and we had till nine o'clock when shops yeah. shut. So we were yeah started plotting. How do we try and get a blob doll? Oh, like I don't know if you boys have ever tried to get a blob doll that before. That was the like. hardest thing. Like I've never been shopping for like no, a blow yeah, up that female. really shocks me too. Did you, did you know they all come with holes? Like oh. we had to go to probably four different shops before we found one that didn't have a hole because we were like mm. and multiple yeah, holes yeah. and multiple yeah, holes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was a bit much. There you go. Shout out to the guys at Capalaba. Um, yeah. Was it naughty but nice? Yeah. I think naughty they but ended nice. up opening up a whole heap of boxes to try and find one without any arms. We sent up a, a sent up a dress issue. too because I thought it was just you know a bit much. So. <laughs> 
with just so many random things in it. Like that, so you're genuinely just scrambling for the next idea as it kept going 100%. on. Kept yeah, well, we sent though, like in the first package, we literally sent like the activities for the following morning, that night, the next day, mm. like all in one because we were like, we don't know how many parcels they're going to get, yeah, whether yeah. they're going to stop receiving yeah. or well i was going to ask like watching back in the stories there's, there's a few times where they seem like they're pretty off it like they were ready to give up sort <laughs> yeah. of thing like, was no, that ever were, a concern or, no, or they were loving it okay they were loving it. <laughs> they, but there was a bit of concern with the cops, the cops were a bit off Tegan and jared right. going, um, go and deliver a few things must have been on saturday night maybe really? and the they cops, were like no nah. this is oh, it they really? were like no more Oh, really? Jet. They actually genuinely thought that Jay was Slightly a psychopath. Weird. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so the boys, we want, we want walkie-talkies with them yeah. quite yeah. often. Yeah. Um, and the boys were saying that they had, you know, like their, their lawyers and managers and all People sorts of stuff saying, on like, the phone saying, watch out. Don't give out too much detail. Like, like this guy could say. actually genuinely be... A bit, a bit dark. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and what about like setting up a massive TV screen on the side of the street? Surely that has to cause some headaches for the cops and stuff, doesn't it? How did you organise that? that? Nobody really came out and said a thing that night, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. it was amazing. Are you setting it, setting it up like in prime time, like, or is it like in the still of the night? Or when we're no, at prime daylight. time, and you know, it's on the side of a highway, so yeah. it was pretty funny. And no one cared. Not and like they were just random members of the public were joining in to watch yeah, the movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Random members, yeah, okay, it's right, pretty great. good fun. Good film too. And then what I wanted to know is when I got to the end of that Instagram stories sequence, I was like, "Well, that can't be it. Like that, <laughs> yeah. this has to be something else coming." Like it's, but they just, they yeah, just didn't rock up. <laughs> <Just left laughs> <it hanging. laughs> was that always the plan? Well, the cops sort of said like, "No more," and uh, we didn't really know how to sort of. End it. End, okay. You know, oh, yeah. we did have a hell of a lot more dates planned, though. Oh, <laughs> oh we're gonna my have goodness. like a bachelor party and all really? sorts. But anyway, hell, it would, there has to be a way that you can reuse some of those ideas. Surely, I mean, Hammock Man, the fallout from that, Hammock Man, you've created an Instagram account. And he's got thirty thousand followers, yeah. and I yeah. keep seeing your brother in budgies always in my feed. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually keeping that updated. That's another thing you have to try and maintain. Yeah. Well, we are looking for suggestions for for sure. So. If Anyone has any ideas for Hammock Man? Yeah. We have um, sure. heard hot off the the press. Angry Dad, oh. he's coming to town. Wow. Really? So he'll be doing fourteen days worth of uh, quarantine. Yes. So even if anyone's yeah. got any ideas or suggestions on how, we how we can, can you won't even have to stalk as much dad. now. People will actually <laughs> find the address for you. Literally. <laughs> And then what about in terms of, I mean, you know, like it didn't start as sort of a brand marketing ploy. It started as a bit of fun. It's turned into one of surely the most genius marketing things ever. Your brand, Nike, they are, well, they're recycled material hammocks mainly. We're specialising in, is that right? Correct. Blankets and hammocks, all made from, yeah, recycled plastic bottles. And I know Mitch is sort of a very financially savvy type of operator. He was pretty interested to know money spent versus money received. (laughs) I just wanted to know if it was all sort of worthwhile. I think it's priceless. Yeah, priceless. I agree with that. (laughs) It's like a MasterCard (laughs) ad. We probably... Yeah, we definitely came out ahead. Really? Yeah. Oh, well done. But we, we might also be savvy shoppers too. So. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> the dress wasn't, a, wasn't too grand. No, it was, yeah. uh, I was worried you'd like actually used your own wedding dress <laughs> at one time. <laughs> we did get the dress back actually. We did? Yeah. We weren't expecting to, but we did. I don't know if you guys saw the paintings. We ended yeah. up getting those yeah, back. Quality. Yeah, quality. And they, they um, get auctioned? Yeah, auctioned yeah. off. 
Falcons went for $2,000, yeah. which is pretty awesome because that went to the RUAK Foundation. So, And okay. in fairness, well, like, those paintings were better than I was expecting. <laughs> 100%. Um, Jack's not so much, nah. to be honest. <laughs> but Falcons was really good. If anyone came to me and said, you've got a paint, I'd be like, oh, my goodness. I wouldn't know how to do a successful stick figure. I'd be battling. Yeah. So yeah, they, were, similar, but they were pretty impressive. I was though. very impressed with how hard they tried with those paintings, for sure. <laughs> yeah. They were painting for like in about two hours. <laughs> At <laughs> least you? an hour. Really? I guess in quarantine, you just sort of like, what else You're is there to do? Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to rush it, are you? <laughs> Make this one last for a while. Oh, well, Dean, Tegan, we appreciate you coming on the We Got the Chocolates podcast to tell your side of the story so much. It's amazing to think that there were so many brains behind this hammock man uh the whole situation it's it's pretty impressive and you certainly gave us plenty of entertainment probably them plenty of entertainment and millions of followers many entertainment mm-hmm. as well so thank you uh, thank, thank you, you. if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, boys and girls, onto our sports chat. More of a discussion this week, but a few sort of talking points that we all want to sort of, I guess, I don't know, talk about. I guess they are talking points. So uh, the first one, it's been sort of floated about after, what, 18 months of going back to one referee in the NRL that the players want two refs back, or not just the players, but, you know, a few people wanting two referees back. And I don't know, what are our thoughts? What are, what are we all thinking? We're all footy lovers around here, so. The coaches, I think the coaches are the main ones that are unhappy, aren't they, due to the fact that they don't believe that one referee can control the 10-metre rule enough. Like offside rule in particular. That's the mail that I've received. And by mail I've received, I mean what I read. I guess if they said like, yeah, we're going to bring a second referee in and we're going to go to less replays, we're going to have less stoppages in the game. You hate the replays, don't you, Hazzy? Yeah, well, we're, we're not going to change the decisions because we've got two referees. Then maybe, yeah, it's a fair enough reason to, to change it. But I'm not sure other than that. I mean, I guess it'd be nice to ask the referees what they think, but they'd probably always say, yes, let's add a second referee so that there's more, more jobs for them. Yeah, I, I just hate. I just <laughs> sorry to cut you off there, Skin. You go. No, that was it. I no. said, "Oh, oh, good. <laughs> no, well said." Genuine, <laughs> genuine question: Do they yeah. get paid more when there's one ref? Or uh, like yeah, well, that's what I was going to say because I was, I was thinking they'd take a pay cut for having two refs, oh, and you're just, thinking they've got more job security. Job so security, interesting. So, yeah. yeah, Scooby. No, my, my thing with this, like, I hate. 
like NRL and AFL to an extent, like they're so well, more probably more recent. They're so fast games, right? They're so open. They're so flying. Mm-hmm. Like I hate black and white rules like that in the game. So like two ref, I reckon it becomes over officiated in my opinion. So like, does it matter if they're nine point eight meters back or ten point four? No. The only time it matters is oh, did he put the ball over the trial and did he have the yeah. ball? I think people want to see like a freer flowing game. Yeah. Like you don't want to see, yeah. you don't particularly want to see games where a team can't get the ball more than 20 metres out of their own end because the other team's defensively just all over them. And like if they're 10 metres back and their line speed's really good, then that's fine. But I don't want to see a game where a team just gets camped there for four tackles, then kicks it and. Yeah, but like, but for me, then that's rewarding mediocrity. No, but I think it rewards cheating if they're not on side. Well, then if well, if the rest are doing the job, we'll penalise them. Yeah, but then oh, they've got the, they got the uh, the linesman to look at their yeah, touches as well. well. What are they doing? Yeah, but the field seventy meters wide. It's yeah, but, yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, 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 three meters. <laughs> no, but the touchy can't reel it to the con- the controlling ref has to blow the whistle. But don't they have headsets? Yeah, they'd, know, be they? to, they'd be able to communicate. Oh, I, I just think. Well, they just stick their flag up and the. Yeah, like it's. It, I I hate. How can you have that much to look at though? You're not going over to the touchy. Like, oh, I wonder if that was forward. No, I, I just hate over officiating games. That AFL is getting terrible. Like when you, you if you're watching AFL and all of a sudden like you don't know if he's going to get a push in the back penalty, a holding the ball penalty, it's exactly the sort of the same thing. So mm. with those six again things as well, like I quite like the six again rule, but half the time you're sort of going, oh, what the fuck was that for? You know what I mean? Like so, I reckon if there's two refs, all of a sudden Joe over here is going, oh, he's starting to play the ball. So oh, I actually knocked it on, and then he's going, oh, it's offside. Too many. Uh, just one ref. If they're nine point five meters or ten point five meters, it doesn't matter. I reckon. And as long as they put the ball down and try and don't kill anyone, I'm sure they're fine. So I tend to agree. Like I like watching a nice free flowing game and stuff, but I just I can't imagine that really ever happening now that we've got super slow mo cameras and yeah. media everywhere. Like, there's always going to be a shit ton of people blowing up in comment section saying we lost this game because this one call was wrong. And look, it's wrong by yeah. four centimeters. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. So I, I can't stand that. It like, really drives me insane. To be honest, it's like the LBW on cricket, like just. Off pop. Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, we should just all be out. Yeah, just beat it. Seems like put it your front bad. Yeah, yeah and we've got the ashes coming up in our neck of the woods too, which is really Ooh, exciting coming yeah. up. So I set the boys a bit of a task this week. We're going to try and pick our ashes eleven, the Australian ashes eleven. I should yeah. say uh, for the first test. Although about the England one, I read that Ben Stokes, yes, included now. Yes, is it? that changes oh, a yeah. few things as well. Yes. Did you see the video of him hitting in the nets for the first time? Hit him, him alright. No, did not hit him alright. It made me feel really good about my batting. Yeah. <laughs> he was in cover drives through square leg. He'd probably average fifty five when he gets yeah, exactly. yeah. It's Sorry. um so boys, Lethal, do you want to lead us off? Fearless team leader, what have you got for us? We got me first. Yeah, why okay. not? My I didn't find this easy by the way either. I'm I'm not mm. sure who the selectors consist of now, but it's mm-hmm. not a, there's a new one, isn't there? So yep. it's not the easiest job. Uh I thought that this is uh this is where I needed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Good padding Okay My first Ashes team mm-hmm. Would be this It's a controversial one Like early on So Warner I'm backing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Class Keep backing him Yep Doesn't really have a set opening partner I'm going to Usman Kawaja mm-hmm. Labashane mm-hmm. Smith mm-hmm. Number five I'm an art about a bit And I think Travis Head is in great touch And I thought he was a bit stiff To get dropped in the first place mm-hmm. Travis Head goes to five Cam Green Six is the all-rounder, back bowling, and very good batsman. Someone always has to – head's got a role, really. And um, Tim Payne's bit the dust in my team, and he's been replaced by one of Redland's greats, 
James Pearson. You're kidding. Uh, Pat Cummins, Stark Line, Hazelwood all picked themselves. Essentially, um, the Pearson one, and I just want to justify because it is a little bit rogue. Uh, mm. I do actually think that it's time for a change in that particular position. Certainly nothing against Tim Payne and, and probably slightly stiff on Tim Payne, but I just think that there's players now, two in particular, that have surpassed the performance that he's able to give and they have significant room for growth too and they are Inglis and Pearson. Uh, and I'm obviously acknowledging that I'm quite biased, but I think that Pearson's glove work is outstanding and that his long format batting is better than Inglis's. Well, I'll throw one before we go to skin. Who's captain then? Uh, well, they can go to... I mean, they go, I don't actually have a problem with Smith coming back and captaining. I think that that would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that plenty of people will be up in arms about that. That's, but all, that's all we need. Just yeah. needed a name. So I think Smith captains. Skin, you would have done this early in the week, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, correct. Plenty of research. Yep, yeah, this will be good. No, you, you gave me all week to do this. I did it about four and a half minutes ago. So <laughs> uh, I actually had a very similar team to Lethal. I, I went Warner and Kawaja. I, I wanted to get Burns involved. I thought he was a bit stiff to get punted, but no, I've gone with these two. And then Marnus Smith. Head. I thought I thought Matt Wade was stiff to get dropped as well because he sort of got fucked around with the whole you have to open thing. But yeah, I, I went with Travis Head, great. which I felt a bit sad about. And then Cam Green, and I was tossing up going to Pearson. I do like the idea of Pearson being the next in line after Payne, but I still like Tim Payne and think he's going well mm-hmm. at the moment. And didn't he? He just made a hundred or something recently. Like I've always felt like his batting, his batting used to be phenomenal, and then sort of since he's been batting seven, it's been. Okay. okay, and I, I I would like to see him continue and bat better, um, and then okay. yeah, Stark Hazel would come into line. Okay, Hazeled off. Uh, oh, I mean, it's always challenging when I, I know people uh, who oh, are yeah, buying for positions. So <laughs> it's a uh, has yeah. batting number three. Yeah, why'd you pick yourself for it? Why the hell is Mitch Drennan batting four? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've uh, I've gone Warner to open with Pukowski. Okay, uh, obviously a few concussion issues lately, but. If he can score some runs in those New South Wales versus Victoria games coming up, then he's in for me. Uh, Marnus Smith, I've got Kawaja at five, bringing him down the order there. Mm-hmm. Um, my backup batter will probably be Travis Head as well. I'm, uh, he's had a pretty good career so far, even though he got dropped, which is pretty harsh. Then Green, I've, I've stuck with Payne. Yep. Cummins, Lyon, Hazelwood, but I've dropped Stark and I've gone for Michael Nessa. Ooh, oh, interesting. Yeah. I like wow. Wow. I like it. Yeah. What a great okay. fellow, Michael yeah, Nessa. He's probably not batting at 11 either, but... No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> more, than, more than capable. Uh, a little bit different. I like that I one. I like Hazel. that, Has. Actually, to be fair, I don't mind the Stark replacement one. I well, probably didn't give that enough thought. I've sort of gone a similar... I've gone Kawaja up top with Warner, Marnie three, Smith four. I've got Head at five, but... I think Joe Burns is a five, and I always have. I think he would average 45-plus in test cricket at five. I think he plays spin better than most people around the country. He plays reverse swing better than most players around the country. So I reckon if he – I mean, he got two 50s in his second test batting at six. I think he would kill it at five for Australia. So he would be my smoky in the middle, I reckon. Um, Green six, Payne seven. Stark eight. But I had slash if Pattinson didn't retire, I would have picked Pattinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I think he's the Patterson one through me because I thought he should be playing last year. Yeah, I think he's dynamite. Well, he, well, he was dynamite. He thunderbolts away. Um, and then Cummins, Lyon, Hazard, and I Nessa twelfth man. And I I hope Nessa gets a game this summer. Mm-hmm. I think if he's an injury, I think he's got to be next in line surely. So here's my other thing, guys. I would not pick 
the same four bowlers all five tests. I think it's ludicrous. I think the reason India were so good here last year is that they had a new bowler playing every game that no one had faced and no one knew how to score off. And mm-hmm. if we pick the same four bowlers every test, we yeah. are absolute fools. Well, and Mitch right. Webster should play well, at least two of the tests. Yeah, I was going to say, well, that's probably the next one as well. If, if Sydney spins like it sometimes can, not so much anymore, or if Melbourne's been a shithole like it has been the last few, I think Swepo plays with Green batting at six. I reckon, like then, Swepo's bowling as good as anyone at the moment. He's bowling like a guru. So, yeah. So interesting. I, I really hope that that Nate, that that opens the door for Nessa rather than us going. I, I honestly think I feel like that that there would be there is definitely something to be said for if you're playing the same four bowlers five Test matches in a row, you're going to get better at facing <laughs> them. We also won an Ash series with four bowlers in a row. Siddle Harris Johnson line. 2013 Pretty good bowlers yeah. if, if they're dominating If they're dominating <laughs> yeah. In the series early yeah. you probably yeah. stick with them Because they've got yeah. demons The opposition's got demons yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah well, the, only, the only probably one That sort of I, know, like, I still think he'll get picked And I still think It's fair enough Is Stark's probably the one Like Cummins and Hazelwood Are just like Incredible yeah. Like Cummins And I, I'm yeah. Josh Hazelwood Biggest fan He's a guru So Lethal You put out a little uh, Instagram poll Today And sort of caused A bit of a Um Stir if you want to lead us into well, it. Well, I think this was an email that actually got leaked mm. and it wasn't meant to be general knowledge, but uh, all reports have said that uh, Dan, Dan Andrews is who is the Victorian Premier. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Premier. Premier. Uh, otherwise, Michael yeah. Premier. Yeah. Uh, Expresso. <laughs> Otherwise, no, just, just joke. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yes, so he he came out and said that the Boxing Day test is very hopeful of getting eighty thousand fans mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. Uh, which you know potentially ambitious. You would have thought earlier in the year, but yep. things looking on track. Uh, and then the Australian Open, there, whoever their CEO is or whatever, whoever's in charge of organising. So Craig Tiley still okay. possibly involved yeah. somewhere. Yeah, uh, they sent an email saying that they do actually have a plan for non-vaccinated players mm-hmm. like Novak Djokovic mm-hmm. um, to be able to play in the Australian Open in the upcoming yeah. year. Now it's not without stipulations uh, in terms of how long they have to quarantine for and yeah. how many tests they have to have and things like that. So it is going to be a bit of rigmarole. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, certainly put it out to, to our audience on Facebook to say, what do you think? Like We're all happy to have an opinion. None of us are in a position yep. of power. We won't yep. be able to do anything about it. But what's, what's the saying? Mm-hmm. Opinions like arseholes, everyone's got one. Correct. Yep. Exactly. And uh, certainly mo- more in favour of the non-vaccinated players not being able to play in the Australian Open. So. Interesting. I mean, it generates a lot of debate everywhere across the world uh, in terms of you know, how many, I don't know, like weird controversies are linked to some of the vaccination plans. Skin, I know you're all over that. No, I wouldn't say I am. Oh, oh good. Excellent. <laughs> no, that's uh, good skin. Does, I <laughs> does it generate debate here? Does anyone have a, a different opinion? <sighs> it's, I don't that's know. It's so hard. We hate sitting on I'd the love fence, to have but we opinion. all sit on the fence. Yeah. I, if I were going to cause a bit of controversy, I'd say, like, I obviously quite like vaccinations. Mm. I'm fully vaccinated and would encourage anyone else to do so as well. But if the standard is the 80% thing, like, that's what we're raving on about. Yeah. If we can get to 80% and then we're opening up all the borders and we're yeah. going back and we're just accepting that we're going to have thousands of cases a yeah. day for a little while and cop it on the chin sort of thing. If I feel like if we're doing that with society in general, yeah. like the general public, then I don't see how you can be so harsh on yeah. a specific group of people. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think it might be an issue this year, but I reckon they'll stop having an issue with it as of next year. If, yeah. if people still aren't vaccinated, probably say, oh, well, you can play in the play yeah. yeah. yeah, okay. I think there definitely has to be an element of choice for people. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm with you, Skin, as well, but I, I do think it's dangerous to just go, no, nah, you're not playing. Like because, it, because of it, 
yeah. choice that you've made. Well, their, their mm. stipulation was they still had to do the 14 days in the hotel. So it might actually, not that it'll scare them into getting vaccinated because they've obviously got their beliefs, but it might actually, you think, you, you, know, you know what, I'll give this one a miss. Yeah. Which, you know, might be a, a bad thing, I guess. I don't know. It's a tough one. So tricky subject. Yeah, but it's something that so many people feel so passionate about that I think yeah, that's, so that's many, why the emails was meant to be yeah. behind tours and it's caused some chaos by being yeah. leaked. It's a really yeah. interesting topic, isn't it, that we just cannot possibly go into in any detail whatsoever. Yeah. I'm certainly not educated. I, and I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty over it, to be honest with you <laughs> as well. Like, like just, it's just, let's... Let's just everyone do what we can, hey? Yeah. What about, can I add just on a, on a similar topic but slightly lighter note? I uh, walked into the kitchen at work today and the, the news was on, you know, the yeah. massive headlines like this email being leaked about COVID and, mm. and the next one was Ed Sheeran test positive for COVID-19. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Ed Sheeran and all my, the other 8 twin. billion people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I needed to know that. At least you can write a song about yeah. it. Surely. It'd be a good one. Something about a fish and chip show or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand. No, that. don't worry about it. Let's move on. <laughs> <All right. sighs> uh, I've got a little challenge for you as well, guys. It's the 75th year of the NBA mm-hmm. this year, um, and the 75th anniversary of the NBA. And really? Yeah. And to mark the occasion, they uh, they actually named the 75 best players to have ever played NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, Skin, you're seeded third here. Goaty, we know, is a freak at trivia. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has, I think, it's got like a little bit more sort of general knowledge. I'd, I'd have has over skin if I'm honest. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. Sorry, I skin. think that you will struggle the most, which is why I'm electing to pick on you. The no. team is named only in alphabetical order, so it's not named in mm-hmm. like in terms of order of best players of all time. I okay. want you to name as many players as you can in the next thirty seconds that appear hang on, on the holy list. Holy, hang on, how many? How many people are on the list? Because seventy-five, 75, 75, 75, 75 oh, 75th anniversary yeah. of the NBA. Seventy-five best players of all time. Yeah, yeah, shucks. Yeah. Good. Where are you starting? Oh, Wilt Chamberlain, uh, Michael Jordan, okay. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Well, you've done pretty Steph well Curry, before. struggling. Yeah, pretty good. Russell Westbrook. How's he going? Any good? Russell Westbrook was in it. You're yeah. kidding? It's correct. Yeah. Magic Johnson, yeah, got that one. <laughs> You're not kidding anyone. Magic Johnson was definitely uh, in it. Who else plays? Oh, Shaquille O'Neal, surely. Okay, Shaq, boys, start that... start helping him out. Just yeah, please. Someone's on. Larry Bird. for me. Shaquille O'Neal is in it. Larry Bird. Larry Bird is in it. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, because mm. I wear his shoes. But. Okay. <laughs> uh, Iverson? Alan Iverson. Yeah. Kawhi is Leonard he? is definitely in it, and Alan Iverson is in it. Yes. Great. Charles Barkley. You're doing pretty well here, guys. Yeah, Charles Barkley. Dennis, in. the menace. Who's Rodman. That? Oh, oh yeah, Rod. That makes sense. Is he in? Surely. Dennis Rodman is in it, yes. Yeah. Pippen? Yep. Scotty Pippen is in. That's pretty good. I don't know how many you named there. Probably about 18 yeah. out of 75. Yeah, so we've done really well. <laughs> <laughs> Real good. Real good. Now, we also, as always, put some uh, responses. Uh, sorry, we called for some responses mm-hmm. for who got the chocolates across the weekend. Who got the chocolates? Who? Who, 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 who got the chocolates? Who? Who, 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 who? Yeah, that's the one. That's that's that jingle. That that's, is dust. That's dust. That's uh, <laughs> genuine dust. That needs to change. It's yeah. in a hurry. That's going to the top yeah, of the thanks priorities. Thanks for pointing that out to us, Billy. Thank you, Billy. Billy on the kicker. Mm. Uh, Liverpool got the chocolates. That they is true. Did. They beat their uh, arch rivals, arch nemesis in Manchester United. I think no, the first of. time in a long yeah. time. Yeah, five blot. Yeah. 
That's right. So, uh, darkest day in Manchester United history, apparently, being reported. Pakistan in the 2020 World Cup against nice. India. Yeah. And I did see a tweet today that had all the list of phones. Yes, that was cool. And how they've progressed uh, since the time that Pakistan last beat India in, in any sort of World Cup. So it was yeah, like right. back even before a Nokia 3310. <laughs> like it actually made a Nokia 3310. Couldn't even play Snake on it. No, you wouldn't have been able to. It was like a genuine like yeah. self, like walkie-talkie. Yeah. Oh, um, Valley's threes went all right. Skin uh, niche niche <laughs> reference. <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> Who the hell's pointed that out? Who said that? Do you guys bat with stumps on the weekend? <laughs> Late. You guys are toothpicks. What the hell? Good fellow lady, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that is Mate, a shame. Josh Slate is here, Valley's man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Valley's third grader by any chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Slate. Yeah, he what, was he the bloke that skittled us? Or uh, no, that was Damon. Okay, right. yeah. I think he's the I'm guy that him. saw him. Or, saw him early. Played him late. late. What the uh, world? Uh, yeah, right. Well, I no. heard it was blowing a gale that day. That was well. Stay with your skin. Uh, so just to give you some context, skin, how'd you go on the weekend? Summarised very quickly. Horrendously. We well, we thought we were going really well. We we got we bowled first and we bowled him out for eighty seven and thought, yeah, this is all right, we'll do it on our flutes and uh, we got we got bowled out for sixty five. Well you should have tried using a fucking bat on yeah. the flute then, you idiot. <laughs> None of you obviously have moving yeah. flutes. No. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's a good game of cricket. What the hell do we do on the second day? Well, I don't know. I'm not going back to that. Anyway, uh, speaking of flutes, this is actually a good segue. This yeah. is from uh, Morgs. Uh, yeah. Got one away, which is a massive win when married with two kids as mm. good as a 10 or a 5-5. Five five. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Morgs. Congrats. <laughs> that, is, that is. And then there's, a, there's one one case of reverse getting the chocolates as well. So it was definitely not winning. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think they were happy to clarify that, that this was not an example of getting the chocolates. Go on. My brother told us that laying turf would only take a few hours. Full Saturday gone. Nah. <laughs> That's all. That does. Rough. Uh, guys, so a few weeks ago, we, I was telling the story of how the Queensland Bulls cricket team went down to Adelaide and on the first night, our kit van got broken into. Jimmy Pearson and Mark Steckity had their kits yeah. stolen. And Matt Kuhneman had his Uber Eats yeah. stolen. Yeah. Didn't yeah. seem to hinder him too much too, Has Like Jimmy got a million runs and Steck got 10 for us. So yeah. That's New why bats, Jimmy should be playing in the first two shirts. Give yourself some bloody credit there, Has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we did some investigating. We were scouring through Facebook Marketplace and Gumtree and we found a post that was advertising an SOC tyrant. Uh, I didn't say cricket bat or anything. You just said SOC tyrant, which is actually incorrect. It's an SCC tyrant, mm-hmm. uh, which is Mark Steckity's bat. It's <laughs> uh, a sock. sock. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it on there. We were like, oh, we found it finally. Uh, it was on, on sale at Marketplace for $200. Uh, the description said, $820 bat gifted to me. <laughs> Has only been knocked in. Great, perfect. Um, and How's then, he worked out the value? Well, I, I think it's actually worth more than that, but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think he's just pulled that out of his ass. But uh, <laughs> uh, then the Matt Kuhneman took it on himself to send the guy a message and say, will you take 150? Oh, you tight <laughs> ass. You are a tight <laughs> ass, Kuhneman. <laughs> Honest to God, grow up. And Stop it, drinking kombucha and grow up. But the guy, the guy said, oh, it's not available anymore. And we thought Kuhneman just ruined it for us because we thought, well, we caught the guy now and Kuhneman just stuffed it up because he's going to take he's going to take the, the post down now because when you look when you search Cooney's name on Google the yeah. first recommended player to search next is Mark Steckity oh. <laughs> as bad it was uh, but he didn't take it down and later messaged Cooney to ask him if he was still interested um, but Cooney uh, that caught it because we sprayed him for messaging him in the first place, didn't respond. The price then dropped to $180 and the description changed to a $700 bat. Um, he then dropped the price again to $140 and $100. So wow. he couldn't he couldn't sell this $1,000 bat Could not get for $100. Bucks. Um, 
So, yeah, and Joe Burns then organised an undercover purchase of the bat with the help of the cops. So he, like, rung up the cops and said, we're going in, this guy's the, the stolen bat, we found it. Your and the cops went over there. Steck and Jimmy went over to ID any of their own gear that would have been there to prove that it was theirs. Um, and so they went over. But unfortunately, only Steck's bat was there. Uh, minus the grip. I don't know what they've done with the grip, but they've used the, 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 the <laughs> story is so weird. It was it under their night table part. or something, was it? Yeah, they've taken <laughs> the grip off it. Um, but we found out this guy wasn't actually the guy who stole the rest of the stuff. So he claimed that he'd been given the bat as payment for a drug debt he had with the guy. This is seller. unbelievable. <laughs> this is so <laughs> what the hell? And the, one of the other bats had been sold for the price of $50 plus two packets of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Has it gone to prison? Who's buying these cricket bats? Cooney. Cooney. The testers will be on Zoom pretty quick now, I reckon. So, yeah, obviously it's hard to sell a cricket bat these days. But uh, the police went off that lead and went to another property and ended up finding Steck's kit bag and found both of their pads and gloves but everything else had been offloaded um, or traded in for whatever debts the, the That's guy un- owed. That is unbelievable. That is. Oh. What a strange currency. Cricket pads. Cricket pads. Bat. What the hell? Can you roll that up and use it as a joint? Or <laughs> so if know. you're looking to sell a bat, it's yeah. nowadays it's worth 50 bucks and two packets of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an actual good bat. I might go and get Greg. First class cricket is yeah. bat. It's probably bound to be quite useful. <laughs> go into a sports store and just take that with you and you'll yeah. be able to get a top, top of the range player's Button. Holy yeah. dooly has that's has. unbelievable. Wow, that's Shut. great. But I'd actually wondered what was the latest on that story. So I'm pleased you updated us. There. That's good. Um, who's got uh, your intro tweet? Oh, that's me. Sure. As per usual. As per. As per. Usual. That's pretty much your seg. Well, yeah. You look. It is what it is, and I've lost it. As per usual. <laughs> You're in for a tweet. Yeah. Um, keep buffering. Yeah, keep. Yeah, we'll just keep going. We'll just keep going. Uh, this one's a shout out to. I know we're in a, out of NRL season, but a shout out to all our Dragons fans out there. So, this one's from Andrew Macker, twenty-seven. It says, "Oh man, Michael Jennings suspended for three years. That'll make him thirty-six when the NRL Dragons offer him a contract." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought good. that was quite ambitious of him wanting to uh, yeah. contract again. But yeah, nah, sorry, Dragons fans. Nah, that's okay. Fun. Oh, fun. I don't actually support the Dragons, so that's fine for yeah. me. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, well, that wraps up the 106th episode of We Got the Chocolates. We hope you've enjoyed it like we have. Remember that some of the best times that we've had and continue to have are when we are in a team, and we'd love to hear about some of your best times too. We reckon that everyone can learn from or laugh at anyone else. So if you're involved in a team of any sort, it'd be sweet to have you on the show. Get you your We Got the Chocolates deputant cap. Uh, Mitch, where would you like people to get in contact with us? Uh, social media is probably the best way. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, ETC, where we got the chocolates and we're at wegotthechocolates.com.au as well. Perfect. And remember that, as we always say, win, lose, draw, or at the bar, if you're playing in a team, you're always getting the chocolates. We'll be right back with you this time next week. Best wishes in the future, as always. And that's stomachs. Well, that's the podcast. So what the hell are you still doing here? Go and get the chocolates, you marvellous beast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.